Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Five o'clock on this Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. day. How are you? Sean is ready. Cinco de Fivo with Evan and Tiki on the fan. Oh, boy. Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere, unlike Dak yesterday. And by Wendy's. Try the new pretzel baconator today. Some of the most fun I've had putting together a Cinco de Fivo, gentlemen. I'm going to give you my five favorite losses from the Romo Dak era. Here we go! Oh, wow. (laughs) And by the way, a lot to choose from. All right, here we go. Number five. Here we go! I didn't even mean it that time. Sean just fell off his chair. Yeah. What happened? You're right. I just leaned back this chair. Mm. I realize also no SOI, no reason for me to be here with you. But anyway, it's not on TV today. We almost had Sean falling backwards on his chair. That hurt. Okay, here that we go. Chair sucks, by the way. It does. It does. <laughs> oh, I'm fat. All right, the 2021 wild card round. Yes, Dallas home again at Jerry World, fellas. And the 49ers, led by Jimmy Garoppolo, go in there and win 23-17. to Dak was picked off and sacked five times in a loss. And there mm. was some Mike McCarthy criticism at the end of this game. What was it, clock management yeah, or something? Yeah, and Dak also slid. It was like some kind of he shouldn't have slid early. He should have went out of bounds late as they were trying to rally to come back. But either way, they were also favored in this game. We think of the 49ers now as a machine. Yeah, yeah. This Cowboy team was supposed to beat that 49ers But if team. I had to guess, they were probably favored by three in that game. Like, there's a difference between yeah. being a three-point favorite and a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Well, that's why this is number five, Ev. I'm, I'm just saying. All right. I'm just saying. Number four. <laughs> this one I wanted to be at number one, but it just shows you how many there are. It's Seahawks 21, Cowboys 20, the 2006 Wild Card weekend. And that was the Tony Romo yeah. not being able to hold on oh. to the field goal attempt. Yeah, so perfect. Yeah. So the Cowboys do not switch Romo when he comes in for Bledsoe earlier in the year yes. off special teams. He remains the holder all year. And the key as a quarterback drives the Cowboys into field goal range and there they are on a Saturday night in Seattle. It's, Snap, hold, botch. It's so funny you bring that up cuz like in real time you're not even thinking about what you just said. He's the holder. Yeah. The right. starting quarterback was the holder. Why Why is the starting quarterback the holder? So many things can bad can happen in that scenario, right? And Somebody just roguely comes and drills him. Yeah. Right? And Breaks his leg because his knee, knee is it. on the ground. Mm. And, Seriously. And, you think it, right. and that game kind of set the tone since. It's almost crazy to see a backup quarterback now be a holder. It's usually always the punter. Right. Where for a long time of our lives, it was always the backup quarterback with the thought being you could always fake it, the quarterback could throw it. That's one of those playoff losses. I remember exactly where I was. Mm. Oh, it was the yeah. last time I ever went out on wild card weekend. Really? Yeah, because I went to a bar. I was hanging out with friends. And I just was like, I can't enjoy watching football this way. 
I can't it's enjoy tough it. Tough at a bar, right? And then afterwards, I started like hitting on some girls and Justin Termini. Do you know Justin Termini? Yeah, NBA radio. Justin Termini is the face of NBA radio. He would not stop talking to me about basketball. <laughs> and I'm like, Justin, I'm trying to Mac. Oh, I'm gaming here, man. I'm gaming, man. You have some nerve. <laughs> getting angry at somebody for trying to talk to you about basketball. You spend every break doing it with everybody here. Are you hitting on girls at a bar when you're 21 years old? Something tells me. No, no, hold on a second. Are you at a bar in your early 20s talking to the opposite sex? Or are you yeah. talking to Paul Rosenberg about the weather in the newsroom? So don't compare the two. When you paint it that way. Thank you. I would argue talking to Paul Rosenberg about anything. I would Trump, imagine but... uh, Roma wasn't the only one yeah. the bot just snapped that night, by the way. Yeah. Number three. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Number three. By the way, Steelers crumbling. They just fumbled the football. Uh, 2014 divisional round. Pickens. 26 to 21 Packers in Lambeau. The anniversary just came up. Why is this so far up to us? It's the Dez caught it game. Oh, that yeah. was yeah. Guess what? He didn't catch it because it wasn't ruled a catch. And it was sweet karma for the week before for those Lions fans who held the three-point lead. They picked up a flag. Did they, they call a pass interference okay. and pick up a flag? Yes, they did. Touchdown, Bills. Yes, they did pick up a pass interference. And they Lions up three, 8-14 left. Lions driving to go up 10 points. Pass interference, clear pass interference. was a controversy the next day. Des Bryant is actually the one that runs on the field without a helmet, which is a penalty yes. in the NFL. They don't call a flag on him. And argues with the ref to the point, I swear to you, I think the ref was scared, and that's why he picked up the flag. <laughs> really? Dude, I don't if that. you go back and watch this whole sequence, it's nuts. And Lions fans were ballistic. They pick up the flag. Cowboys go back and win the week before. And then the following week, everybody cried for Cowboy yeah. fans. That's the only thing I remember is that in the previous week, yeah. there was also a controversial call that involved picking up a flag. That's yeah. basically what I no remember. No thanks. From it. That should not have happened. Sorry, shouldn't have been in the What run. number was that? Number three. two. That was number three. I think to a lot of Cowboy fans, that game may be number one. Mm-hmm. Interesting. These okay. are these are my favorite Cowboy losses. Number two. I see. I see. Yesterday. <laughs> Yesterday. Here we go. Because all the hype from this season. You know what? You break this Win one the division down. division in the last minute. Tiki, yesterday is so sweet for so many reasons. Number one. Having to hear from Cowboy fans all year mock because we as Giant fans thought we would have a good year. We didn't. They kick our ass twice. And I sat with a Cowboy fan on Saturday night. Uh. And he, after a few beverages, said to me, and I counted six different times, what time did the Giants play tomorrow? (laughs) What time did the Cowboys play yesterday? Because it did not happen. This NFC outside of the 49ers was tailor-made for the Cowboys to finally, forget the Super Bowl, make a measly NFC championship game. And they couldn't get past the seven-seeded Packers. And not only get past, they gave up 48 points in the game essentially over at halftime. I'm sorry. Yesterday is as sweet as ice cream. Well, get to number one because now I know what it is. Number one. (sighs) (laughs) 2007 divisional round. Yeah. May not be as bad as yesterday on paper, but that was a one-seeded Cowboy team. So much highly thought of that their owner, Jerry Jones, Handed out tickets to every player for the NFC Championship game. Left them on their locker pregame. Jackass. (laughs) And you know what happened that day? Amani Toomer taking off at the end of a half. R.W. McCorders intercepting a pass. And Terrell Owens crying as my quarterback at the end of the game. And that, to me, is my favorite Cowboy loss of this era. But, hey, I could have made a Cinco de Tenno. We could have gone for ten of them. (laughs) Here we go! Cowboy fans, there you go! It's been a lot. Very good. Oh, There's been a lot so of So good. Enjoy. Nah, you guys enjoy this moment. Uh, you should. Look, I'm enjoying the Dolphin moment. Like, this is where we are. And thank you, Sean. Every Monday through Friday, 5 o'clock, single to 5 Here's where we are as New York football fans. We enjoy the misery of our rivals. 
And that's why tonight, in about three-plus hours, Giant fans have a chance to do it again Mm -hmm. because the Philadelphia Eagles are playing against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And think about how sweet tomorrow will be if the Eagles complete this epic collapse and get knocked out in the first round by Todd Bowles and Baker Mayfield. That would be epic. Now, Now, they do have to travel. So they do have to go to Tampa. It's less of an upset than what happened yesterday with yes, Dallas. because they're not at home like the Cowboys were, but it would be bad. The, <laughs> the thing that's so crazy when you digest what happened yesterday between Cowboys-Packers, and I know it's one postseason game and we need to take a deep breath, and he's only started 18 games in his NFL career, but yesterday feels like a star-making performance by Jordan Love. And I think that if you look closer at the way he's played in the second half of the season, you say to yourself, wow, okay. I mean, this guy's not bad. Here he is as a 25-year-old, his first year starting, and he's already accomplished something that Aaron Rodgers didn't do in his first year starting. And Aaron Rodgers' first year starting, they went 6-10. and 10. In his second year yep. starting, they lost the When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Playoff game in which Aaron played great, but they did lose a playoff game 41-35 to Arizona. And here's Jordan Love, who's trying to do something that, when you really think about it, is so daunting. He is not just trying to come out of the shadow of Aaron Rodgers. He's trying to come out of the shadow of Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. Yeah. Like, he's trying to replace well, two legends. Yeah, there's an expectation of just excellence in that quarterback room. And so it's almost almost like unfair <laughs> that he's getting uh, judged against them. But the crazy thing is when you watch him play, like his throws look like Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Right? Like, oh, so, yeah. like some of his releases and some of the ways that he – I don't know, gets out of trouble and makes things happen, it makes you feel like Aaron Rodgers. It's, 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 it's insane. But it's also the bigger story about what you should do with young quarterbacks. Because of the fifth-year option scenario that's changed quarterbacking, everybody feels like you got to play right away, right? You draft a quarterback, doesn't matter when, you got to play him right away. Um, we got to know. We got to make a decision. But let's face it, these guys aren't ready, man. But, Tiki, you know what the problem is? Most teams – are not in position to tell a kid wait two years while you sit behind the Hall of Fame right. quarterback. Well, they don't they don't have this elite starter in front of them, but I almost think that doesn't matter because some of the some of the young play from quarterbacks in the NFL 
it is so bad. You'd rather have a you'd rather have a, a veteran. Like just maybe not a non elite veteran. It's tough though playing. because it's hard for the fan base. It's, and hard. it's hard for every, like it's hard to justify it. It's really really hard because usually that veteran is not Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Usually that veteran is not Brett Favre. Yeah, but if that veteran is say, um, let's see, Teddy Bridgewater or no. no, it doesn't work. I'm trying to think someone who can win for you. Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. Exactly. If Daniel it's, if, it's Jones. That, if it's that guy. No, not Daniel Jones, but well, he may about he may be about to do that. Yeah, but he's not. He hasn't had success, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? It's 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 almost like the Ryan Fitzpatrick's of the world, a guy who's good, not elite, not Hall of Fame type, but he can win you games. Like you almost need that guy, all right? And there's just not enough of them for young quarterbacks to sit behind. But you know what so the, the young is? quarterback ends up playing right away. Even those guys you mentioned, it's so different because once you draft someone in the first round the way Jordan Love was drafted mm-hmm. 26th overall, if you had a average veteran standing in front of him by the third week of the season, yeah, the fan people would be pissed. calling for right. him to start. Jordan Love is in a tough situation, but a unique situation and a weird way a great situation. There was never pressure for him to play because he was standing behind a Hall of Fame quarterback. But what I find so, and yes, jealous would be a word, no question. But what I find amazing is that if Jordan Love is really going to build off of what he's done over the last six weeks of this season, because I think we underrated him a little bit because of what happened against the Giants. Mm-hmm. I do. Monday night in December, we saw Jordan Love lose to Tommy DeVito. Yep. And I think we walked away from it and said, he's not that good. And the truth is, since that game, even the loss to Tampa Bay, he didn't throw any interceptions. Mm -hmm. And he threw nine touchdown passes. And down the stretch of the year against Carolina, Minnesota, and Chicago, in all three games they had to win, Jordan Love delivered at a very, very high rate. And so I think what we saw yesterday was the coming out party. And if this truly is what he is, and if he's going to build off of this, the Green Bay Packers may have pulled off something that seems impossible. They may have gone from Hall of Fame quarterback to <laughs> Hall of Fame quarterback to whatever Jordan Love is. Right. And based on yesterday, he played like a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. And I was racking my brain. I was thinking to myself, have we ever seen anything like this before? And, like, there's no perfect comparison because I actually came up with a Yankee example. They went from Babe Ruth to Joe DiMaggio to Mickey Mantle. But some may say they play different positions. Mm -hmm. So then I'm like, all right. They went from Earl Combs to Joe DiMaggio (laughs) to Mickey Mantle. And it's like, eh, it doesn't really work. Then I'm thinking, well, who the hell's pulled this off? Because if we're really going to be specific about positions, then maybe this has never actually occurred. And then I thought of the one example that may be similar. We're watching them get their ass kicked right now by the Buffalo Bills. The Pittsburgh Steelers went from Chuck Knoll to Bill Cowher to Mike Tomlin. But outside of that, rack your brain, sports fans. Yankees got a four-peat. Who? I mean, how do you miss this? Lou Gehrig? No. Same generation as Babe. Can't do it. Don Mattingly, Tino Martinez, Jason Giambi, Stop Mark it. Teixeira. Stop it. <laughs> Stop Dang. it. How am I stopping it? Come on. That's a great one. That's not a great Dude, one. four great first basemen in a row. Yeah, but he's talking, he's talking Hall of Fame level. Yeah. He's talking... He's All the, four of those guys could be Don Hall of Famers Mattingly by the time the, is not the Veterans a Hall of, Hold on. Don Mattingly, not a Hall of Famer. Tino Martinez, not a Hall of Famer. Jason Giambi, not a Hall of Famer. Mark Teixeira, probably Compilers. not a Hall of Famer. Go through the Veterans the Committee way, process in 30 years when we're doing the show, and then we'll talk about how no, all four are. Yeah, a, but, but I think what, what, what Evan's talking about thank you. 
is Brett Favre. You need to have to have the conversation with Brett Favre. Hey, is Brett Favre a Hall of Famer? Somebody get up and advocate for him. Yeah, no, he's good. Just look like you just know it. Aaron Rodgers, when he comes up for the Hall of Fame, whenever he retires in plus five years, it's it's going to be the same. It's not going to even be a conversation. I think the same like Cower, Noel, eventually Mike Tomlin. They're just going to be no doubter Hall of Famer. You know what else? There's another part to this too. The Yankees bought all of those guys outside of Mattingly. Like that doesn't count. Buying great players doesn't fit the idea of they they. Got Brett Favre. They didn't draft Brett Favre, yeah. but they brought in Brett Favre second, before he was established. Second year, right? Right. From Atlanta. Atlanta. They had Brett Favre before he was anything. They draft Aaron Rodgers. They draft Jordan Love. And none of us know what these guys are going to be. Like, what they're doing right now, and I guess this is the overall point, is so unprecedented that in the history of sports, there's nothing even comparable. No, you're right. Yeah. And, and the fact that they're so young, I mean, this is Jordan Love's Fifth year, right? Fourth year, whatever it is. But Jaden Reed, he's a first year, right? He's a rookie, yeah. Yeah, rookie. Romeo Dobbs is second year. Taylor Kraft is a tight end. He's a he's his first year. Right. Watson, um, second year. Uh Christian Watson's the second year. The other kid, Dontavian Wicks, that's a kid from Virginia. Uh, he's in his rookie rookie season. Like all these guys that are contributing, they're all young. No, it's amazing. It's like, I, the, like the old head on the team is is Aaron Jones. I thought back. I thought of one. I just thought of one. But it's not as impressive because again, it features buying players, right? Mm. Are you ready? It goes back a little. It goes back a little bit. George Mikan with the Lakers to Wilt Chamberlain to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. What? That's not bad. That's not bad. It's a good job by me. It's not bad. It's it's not perfect though. It's a good one, but it's not perfect because they acquired Wilt Chamberlain and they acquired Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and you knew both guys were great. Before they got both guys. Wilt, obviously, with the Warriors in Philadelphia. And then Kareem with Milwaukee. So, it kind of loses its luster when you acquire someone who you already know is great. A part of what Green Bay is doing and what Pittsburgh did with the three coaches. Is that, and even the Yankees, I know it's not a perfect comparison. But I do think Ruth to DiMaggio to Mantle is close. Yeah. It's close. I know Babe Ruth's not a center fielder, doesn't fit that center field trilogy, but it's close. How about Austin to Cena to Roman Reigns? Where do you <laughs> land on that? Was there a little bit of a gap between Cena and Reigns? By the way, very, very quickly about this. Oh, here we go. Tiki saw this in the Mets text chat. This has blown my mind. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. You guys you guys familiar with Hulk Hogan? Yeah, yeah very familiar. This Hulk, was this was cool. <laughs> Hulk Hogan res- I thought it was fake, by the way. <laughs> yeah, everything about this story feels fake, but hear me out on this. Hulk Hogan rescued somebody from a car crash, according to TMZ. Hulk Hogan helped rescue a woman involved in a bad car accident. That's amazing. That's awesome. That's a great story to hear. But Lugie, this one's for you. Yes. When Hulk Hogan rescued this woman from a burning car crash, what was he wearing? Is a fair question. Mm -hmm. Like, what was Hulk Hogan wearing? If this happened to me, and I'm in a car crash, and all of a sudden I look up and I'm like, who is that? And I notice it's Hulk Hogan, and then I see he's wearing an NWO (laughs) t-shirt. Come on. Yes. Hollywood Hogan rescued me. So what they always say about Hogan is he's never Terry Bollea. He's Hulk Hogan no matter what. Whenever he leaves the house, there you go. He the black wearing, and white or the wolf pack? Because no, I think black he, was, he and white. did both. Black and white. He was wearing Too a, sweet. He was wearing a black. That would be, here's That's the great. equivalent. For anyone who's like, I don't get it, please explain this to me further. Tiki Barber rescues you from a car crash, 
and he comes out wearing his 21 Giant jersey and a helmet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. That's what it'd be like. Why are you why are you walking around in your jersey? Yeah, you know. We all like freebie shirts from work, right? Because I'm tiki. <laughs> <laughs> why, why wouldn't I? <laughs> that is so bizarre. That story is so amazing to me. I can't get enough of it. I can't. Scott's in Jamesburg, New Jersey. What's up, Scott? What's up, Tiki? Happy New Year, guys. What's up, dude? Hey, Scott, big Seton Hall-St. John's game in a couple days. I'll leave it at that. I'm ready. You're, what, what, remember, Ab, you, I got a seat for you whenever you want to come. I got to tell welcome, you, I was, I was telling Tyranny this because he does St. John's games on the radio. Seton Hall-St. John's are playing at UBS Arena in a few February weeks. February 18th. A, yeah, I wanna, you know what? That's on the table. That could be a family day at UBS. Well, we'll meet you out there because we're planning on going to that as well. But awesome, man. Oh, it's been awesome, Evan. Thanks for bringing it up. And let's go Pirates should be in the top 25 right now, Tiki. Damn and right. you should be coming out too, Tiki, because you live in the, not, not far from no, the Rock right, either. Dude, let's go right, Pirates. It's right around the corner from me. I mean, it's a, hike, it's a hike for Evan. It is a hike. But, <laughs> That's why I wait till they go to good, UBS. It's a hop, skip, and a for, jump for me. But for a good Big East basketball battle, the first place Pirates. Let's go, guys. I'm and they're not getting tomorrow. the pub. They're not getting the excitement. But look at some of their marquee wins this season. Better than St. John's. But whatever. <laughs> uh, whatever. I said the same to BT. Yeah. Um, especially though, but hey, but BT's doing a show with Petito. Who's I saw that. Him right now? I saw that. Yeah. He's doing like a Rick Petino show. By the way, speaking of Rick Petino, in about seven minutes, you will hear Rick Petino, and I promise he'll make you laugh. Oh, he was funny. Well, real quick, my one, Ev, think about this. And, Tiki, this is my idea. Go ahead. When Ev said this three, the third one's not the same, but Montana to Steve Young to Jeff Garcia. To uh, Jeff Garcia? Garcia. Gave, yeah. I mean, Garcia he had a couple playoff yeah, runs, yeah, he and he was married to, be- to a Playboy supermodel. <laughs> that's true. That's, <laughs> that's true. That's what gets him over the yes, top. he won in life. That's for sure. I think they're still married. But, it, look, <laughs> he, if, it, if, if Jeff Garcia – had won a championship, maybe you could forgive him not being a Hall of Famer, right? Because the year that they beat us, that was the 02 in the wild card round. They went down to Tampa, and they just got beat up. But Tampa was one of the great defenses in football then. So maybe, maybe I would give you that one if, if Jeff had won a Super Bowl despite not being a Hall of Famer. But, I mean, the first two steps are right. Here's the question. Because we don't know about Jordan Love yet, and to be fair. And, and I admit we are taking his performance yesterday and saying, boy, what could this mean? And really his performance is over the last three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. Jeff Garcia, who made three Pro Bowls with the Niners, so I don't want to shortchange his career. Who will have a better career, Jeff Garcia or Jordan Love, if you had to guess right now? Jordan Love. I, I would think so. And I, I think he, if you're a Packer fan, you'd be disappointed if right. the answer is Jeff he, Garcia. I think he's got so much talent around him. I can't, like, stop saying it because it's, it's all young. It's not like, oh, they got this aged vet who was a five-time pro bowler. He's going to be a good teacher for the young players that are coming behind him. They're all young. First and second year players. Every single one of his his pass receivers. And Aaron Jones is, I mean, he's not that old. He probably only has four or five years. Um, but that's enough to be in the prime. So, by the way, we're watching this Pittsburgh Steelers game. No, speak for yourself. When, when I'm watching he- something else I'm that I'm happy about. When the hell, <laughs> when, when did people stop learning how to carry a football? Right? Did they not learn from my struggles like two decades ago? The Steelers have put two balls on the ground. Luckily, they got one back because it was overturned. It was a fumble. But like, you can't go into contact with your ball arm and use that shoulder to try to hit somebody. You're going to fumble every single time. Mm. Your body's not equipped to handle that kind of trauma with holding something. You just can't do it. Right? If you're holding a baby and you were, gonna, and you were falling, 
Are you going to fall on the arm that has the baby? No. Or are you going to fall away from the, and hold the baby away? Right? Think of it that simply. That's what's happening. This is why these guys are fumbling. It's driving me insane. I've thought about watching that. football. I've thought about that because Spence, my youngest, is kind of getting out of the age of me holding him like a baby. If mm-hmm. I was going to fall, I was going to throw him in the air. Like, hear me mm-hmm. out. Throw him in the air so it gives me time when I fall to yeah. then successfully catch yes, him. But you have and to, he's okay. But you have to fall correctly so that you still have your senses to catch him. To be in position to catch him, yes. Otherwise, you're throwing him in the air. The easier thing to do is to fall on your other other arm. Yeah. Right? And just protect him from the fall. I was I, very lucky. I never fell with Spence. Right. I fell with Judd a couple of times. But I'm okay. <laughs> I was going to say, and on top of that, the fumble you're talking about, apparently it's going to be a big talking point, first blown big ref moment of the postseason. Would they screw up? So, so, so McDermott is now out of challenges for the game. The first quarter's over. He's already lost two challenges. He lost two challenges already? Two challenges. His last challenge, Fryer Muth is running down the field, fumbles the ball pretty clearly. Because he sticks his left shoulder. has yeah. the ball in the right arm. It's low and tight, not high and tight. And he p- tries to hit the guy with his left yeah. shoulder. Clear recovery. Clear recovery by the Bills on the field. They didn't rule it a fumble and recovered by the Bills on the field. McDermott challenges. Whatever the ref saw, they lost. They and everybody ruled is- it, They ruled it that the defender was out of bounds before he touched the ball. Which Therefore, he was. the ball is out of bounds. Right. And he wasn't. So they reviewed it. Not enough evidence. He loses his challenge. And now the Steelers are driving and McDermott's out of challenges for the game. Yeah, right. good, good news. The Bills are still going to blow him out. They're up 14 nothing. So yeah. from that standpoint, it won't be talked about that much tomorrow because uh, the Bills will be uh, cruising their way to take on the Chiefs next uh, weekend. Depends, man. Look, the only reason this game is 14 nothing now is because another fumble in the in earlier. Right. Right? You saw, uh, who was it? Who was who fumbled that? Hit Pickens? Pickens' fumble earlier in the game led to the next play. The Bills scored the second touchdown to Dalton Kincaid. So other than that, the Steelers have actually played pretty well. We'll get you can't hold on to the football. We'll get your calls coming up eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. And I mentioned it. I heard one of the most over the top responses to a loss in the history of post game interviews by a coach or manager, and it came from the head coach of St. John's, Rick Patino. We're coming to you live from the Town Fair Tire Studios, powered by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. We've got the football game on the AM 660, so if you want to check in, Bill's up 14-0 on the Steelers. They're on 660 AM. We're here on 101.9 FM. A lot of afternoon sports today. We got an NFL playoff game for the first time ever on a Monday afternoon with the Bills leading the Steelers 14-0. The Knicks played on MLK Day, which is a tradition. They blew it against the Orlando Magic, another game without Jalen Brunson. They missed free throws down the stretch. They couldn't have a shot down the stretch, and they played very sloppily. In fact, it was the first time all year, I guess this is a credit to what the Knicks have done, the first time all year they have entered a fourth quarter with a lead and lost the game, which they did this afternoon to the Orlando Magic. So, not a great effort by the Knicks today. They come up short against Orlando. And I'm wondering if this Buffalo-Pittsburgh game gets a massive rating because it is a holiday. Today is MLK Day. And a lot of kids are not in school. And a lot of people did not go to work. Right. If they get a massive rating, which is on the table, it's an NFL playoff game, does this lead to a new tradition where the NFL says, you know what we're going to do on Super Wild Card Weekend? To Saturday? To Sunday and a doubleheader on Monday since it's a holiday. Is it is it always a holiday? MLK Day. It is usually, always... yeah, the MLK Day usually falls on that Monday, yeah. especially with the new scheduling where it falls right around Super Wild Card Weekend. Yeah, and by the way, it's twenty-one nothing Bills. Josh Allen just broke off a long touchdown run. Mm. So 
no point of watching. Let's go. No, yeah, 11 more yards from Diggs. You hit that fan. Okay, we're trying to have our audience listen to us. I'm very happy for your gambling, but radio show first. Okay, Sean? Right, the radio show. No reason to watch this game anymore. Shut it off. Focus on the radio. This guy doesn't get it. (laughs) For all those people watching and listening to us. We got to give him a lesson on work ethic and radio in the break. Clearly. Anyhow, what were you going to say before Sean interrupted? I was going to say, this is Josh Allen, 50-yard touchdown. I said to Evan a couple breaks ago, uh, I said, quarterback playing in the NFL just sucks. All right? It's why Sauce Gardner, without having an interception this year, made the made the all-pro team. He, he was a pro bowler, too, right? I think he was a pro bowler. There was such inconsistencies this right. year where a lot of guys made all-pro and didn't make the yeah, pro I can't, bowl. I don't, I don't remember him being talked about as not of being a snub and then all, then making the all-pro. But anyway, he, he's one of the best corners in the league because he's fundamentally sound. Mm. So many of these corners that I'm just – you watch them play, and they – one, they don't want to tackle anybody. Like, they just – they literally turn it down. They just stand around and let somebody run by them. Oh, it's the quarterback. Okay, but that quarterback is Josh Allen. He thinks he's a running back, Josh Allen, and he will run by you yes, if you let him. Yes, he will, man. We've and seen he just it. did that, splitting three Pittsburgh cornerbacks to go 50 or 55 yards for a touchdown. So – I mean, NFL players, they, they, they baffle me. They baffle me. They're soft. Same. Yeah, they they're, are. They're, they're fundamentally flawed, well, they don't, and they're soft. But they don't, right, Tiki? They don't tackle. They yeah. don't practice tackling. And going back to that Dan Campbell clip, like one of the things he talked about was like, how are you going to learn how to tackle? Like, How are you going to be fundamentally sound of tackling if you don't do it? Mm. How are you going to be fundamentally sound at making big plays offensively, running after the catch, if you don't do it? So go do it. So too many guys don't do it. Damn right. Damn right. It makes it makes watching football hard. Like if somebody makes a great play, I'll give it to them. But when someone makes a, put it in quotes, great play because five dudes are standing around with their hands up their asses, that, that drives me. That drives me insane. <laughs> it frustrates me. It almost makes me not want to watch. You know watch. what I've learned? Seriously, this has been such a learning experience because, like I said, it's unique. We've never had an afternoon football game during the week. So this is the first time we're doing a radio show, and I'm watching a football game, but not really watching it because we're doing a radio show first, but we have it on with Tiki. And one thing I've learned about Tiki, when it involves teams that you're not passionate about, Tiki gets so pissed off <laughs> when football players don't do things that are, A, fundamentally sound right. or smart. Right. Like, I've heard this man during the break and now on the air. Bitch, like, think about this, and I'm not ripping you because I respect your passion. Mm-hmm. I literally asked him about MLK Day becoming an afternoon tradition of football, (laughs) and his response was, F that. Can you see the fundamentals of these corners these days? Like, you get so pissed. Right, and And before that, it was on the ball ball security. It would be similar to me watching someone score a baseball game (laughs) and get angry for how they're scoring the game. Because they erased something yeah like oh god look at this alert. erasing it and changing it oh, god, it's terrible right i don't have a dog in this fight at all no i know i just i, I just hate seeing bad football i get that by the way over the weekend st john's lost a really tough game to creighton who cares i know and rick patino did his post-game interview and gave one of the most bizarre answers I've ever heard in terms of losing and how he felt after the loss. Ladies and gentlemen, the head coach of St. John's, Rick Patino. So, Rick, in the overall picture, you're feeling pretty good about the way you No, I, I don't feel good. When we lose, I hate the world. So just so you understand that. No, I don't feel good. I've never felt good with a loss. Pardon my language. So I don't feel good. I don't believe in those um, valiant efforts on the road. No, I feel, 
like I want to kill myself, jump in the, in the cold and, and die of frostbite. <laughs> Very specific. I know. Every time I've heard this seven times now because I caught it and sent it to Lukey. Every time I listen to it, I'm like, what the hell's wrong with him? I think I kind of love it. But then I'm like, what's wrong with him? I go back and forth, Tiki, between loving Rick Patino for saying something like this and then also saying, what the hell is wrong with but him? But I think he I think he's passionate about what he's doing. And he like he holds himself accountable. And when he when he things don't come out the way that he wants or it's unsuccessful, he gets mad. No, if, he, he, if he hates losing that bad, I think the stripper technique in Louisville made a lot of sense for him. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because they lost the game due to some bad officiating, and he wouldn't take the beat, uh, take the take the meat, the bite, the whatever. He wouldn't take the bait on it. That's what I'm the, looking take for. Take the meat. Oh, I know, right? What are you talking about? <laughs> he wouldn't take the bite on the ba- the bait on. It. <laughs> I can't get it right. <laughs> and he refused to rip the the officiating, but then went on to say, "I want to give me the meat. I want the meat. I'd rather kill myself than be frostbitten." Like, like, like jumping in the snow and being frostbitten. <laughs> That's his very specific way to die, and it would suck. Yeah, seriously, man. I mean, there's no good way to die. You know, people like to say, oh, if you're making love, stop it. Is that really a good way to die? No. That's not a good way to die either. Depends at what point in the act. (laughs) Peacefully in your sleep. That's probably the best way. But then you don't even know it's coming, so you don't even have that ability to say goodbye. How about a championship parade for one of your teams? Nah, because I want to enjoy it. I don't want to just have the championship and then it's over. But that's why if you've enjoyed your day, you go to sleep and you never wake up, then you, there's no anticipation. You're just gone. Why are yeah. you guys being so morbid? Because of Rick Pitino? Because of Rick Pitino. Yeah. He talked about being frostbitten to death. <laughs> that's his fault, not my fault. <laughs> Let's go to Artie in Brooklyn. How you doing, Artie? Hey, guys. How's everything going? What's up, Artie? Yeah, speaking of... Uh, yeah. You know, the, the, the Jets, right, had a chance to get Peyton Manning. He didn't come out. They got the number one quarterback. He was Sanchez. Mm-hmm. They got the number three quarterback, the uh, third pick and second pick. We know how it turns out. The Green Bay Packers end up getting, like, Brett Favre on a trade. Freaking Rodgers somewhere. Freaking loves the same. They develop him. So what's the, the common denominator? Getting an offensive-minded coach to develop it. You know that the uh, I was looking up like the coaches, right? They had Ray Rhodes, who had an eight and eight record, and they got rid of him. He was a defensive-minded coach, and then Sherman, who had a winning record, they got rid of him too. Maybe they just said, "Look, maybe this coach can't develop the quarterback that we get." So if the Jets are in that kind of like position. I would never draft a quarterback with Sally as the coach because I just don't have any faith that he could develop No, no, the but guy. you're already you're overall right that, and this is the question that none of us can answer, but I do think about it. If Jordan Love is drafted by the New York Jets and plays immediately under Robert Sala and not this LaFleur, but the other LaFleur, what happens? And I think most of us would just jump to the conclusion he'd be a failure, that a lot of what has helped Jordan Love and others, is being in the right organization with the right coaches, with the right pieces, at the right time. And I've even wondered that about Pat Mahomes. Like, if the Jets had drafted Patrick Mahomes and stuck him in there, and I'm trying to think timeline-wise, I guess Todd Bowles was still here, and said, ah, see what he is. Like, is he the generational guy he is now? Or do the Jets Mm. find a way to screw him up? And it's like the... the, uh, What's that phrase with the egg? The chicken of the egg. The chicken yeah. of the egg. We'll get my first. phrases right. Right. 
Well, I think here's the thing. All quarterbacks, not all, but I'm going to say the majority of them, come out of college with some bad, like, habit. And it, whether it's throwing across your body or, I don't know, taking shots into tight coverage, whatever it may be, they have these bad habits that you can get away with in college. So the question in the NFL is, is when you talk about developing, it's how do you get them to still have the confidence that they had in college without doing the dumb things that they did in college? And I think that's where Andy Reid has been so great because he hasn't—he didn't go to Pat Mahomes and say, hey, you know those no-look passes and those underneath throws, those off-schedule, whatever, things that you, you like to do, don't do them. He just said, if you're going to do it, make sure you do it right. Right. And so what do they do? They practice that stuff, right? They, pr- they practice with him running and flipping it backhanded and basically throwing it underhand to a tight end cro- uh, you know, going across the field. And so when you get into a game, you're not – it's like, I think I can do this. Let me just try. It's like, all right, I know I can do this because I've practiced it. So it's a matter of fixing flaws but also, I guess, enhancing those flaws well, so that they become like a benefit for I, you. I also think, and you mentioned this earlier, how – beneficial it is for Jordan Love and others to sit a year or two. Mm-hmm. And in Jordan Love's case, I mean, he sat for two years. Right. Like, think about that. That's not a year. That's multiple years. He was in such a unique spot that even Daniel Jones, who's good, who's won a playoff game for the Giants, couldn't supply for a quarterback the Giants draft. And here's what I mean by that. During the two years Jordan Love sat, there was never talk in the midst of the regular season that Jordan Love needs to play over Aaron Rodgers. Never. Mm-hmm. Why would you ever say that? That's yeah. blasphemy, right? right. When Patrick Mahomes sat for one year behind a very average Alex Smith, the Chiefs played well enough and won so many games. Yeah, they and won it, 10 games that year. Or right. 11. There was never talk about replacing him. Mm-hmm. Unless Daniel Jones is lighting the world on fire. Yeah. If the New York Giants draft a quarterback in the first round, maybe even the second round. Right. As soon as there's any kind of struggle, and there probably will be, the fans will be screaming and yelling for I need to see said quarterback. Right. The and that's yeah. the unique situation that Jordan Love and Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers were never in, in that the teams it was were never, good. Well, the, the teams were good. And they were sitting behind, in the case of Rodgers and Love, great quarterbacks. Yeah, so it's interesting because we talk about like how these guys have gotten here. I guess I guess Josh Allen, the Bills stunk before they drafted him. But a lot of these guys, they they come to winning teams. You look at Brock Purdy. He came to a winning team. You look at Jalen Hurts. He came to a winning team. True. Right? You you see these quarterbacks that are excelling and at the top of the NFL right now and the ones that are pushing towards the playoffs, they all came to winning teams. And so the culture was already right, and they didn't have to – it wasn't all on them. Hey, kid, I know you're 21 years old, but you got the whole weight of the franchise and the organization's future and the fans' expectation. It's all it's all on you, dude. Good luck. Right? Like it's it's almost impossible. So I think the formula is not suck. And this is the anti-tank argument again. I'm just thinking it out loud right now as we say this. The the, the real formula is not to suck and then go draft the best quarterback. The the formula is to be good and then use your assets to go up and get the best quarterback if you want to draft one. The Bengals and Texans disagree with your argument. I think it works both ways. I I, I, mean, I don't think the Texans' argument works that well, considering right. they they sucked. They successful. No, no, hold on. What happened last year with the Houston Texans? 
They won a game that everybody criticized them okay. for winning to go to number two instead but, of number one. They that's referred, not... Hold on. And they referred to as idiots. Oh, they're so dumb. Oh, my God. Can you believe they won? Guys like you, if Sean Morash in Houston existed, right. he would have bitched Tiki about winning that game. Sometimes you don't know if you're better off picking two or one because we don't know if they would have taken C.J. Stroud number one overall. Do we know for sure? No. Do we know for sure? He, or Houston? would they have drafted Bryce Young and they actually were better off not tanking? You roll your eyes all you want. We're, spot the lie. Be- or, yes, we don't know. We also don't know if they would have taken. Like, C.J. Stroud might have been their guy the whole time. But that's also not the argument Tiki's saying. Yeah. What Tiki's saying, well, my point is, there are different paths to do this, and Tiki's right. Teams have found a way with a winning formula for Purdy, Hurts, Mahomes to make it work. But to dismiss that it doesn't work at the top of the drift if you're really bad is also not no, true. No, but what I'm bothered by, because you're right, it is different. I want right. to acknowledge that. Tiki said, go is, be the good. Pro- the problem is if you suck, it's really yeah. hard to get good quickly. It just is. The Texans they, are a rare example the of Texans that. Are the Texans are the rare example. And the Bengals, but the quarterback hits no, and the changes Bengals, everything. The Bengals, it took them three years. And they j- were in the Super Bowl in the second year? No, third year. And, and what's his name? Jacked up his knee because he tore his ACL. Well, and also, right. when the Texans were sitting there at 112-1 and one and won two of their last three games, Houston Morash would have bitched and cried, we screwed it up. We can't even lose the right way, just like you say about oh, the maybe Jets. maybe Burrow's second year, but I'm thinking of Taylor. Yeah. I'm thinking of the coach. Yeah, oh, you're right. I, I would have said they screwed it up. But, oh, okay, so that, that's my point. But, but, I'm but also, you don't know when you screw it but up But I'm also not. sitting at a spot now where my team's picking sixth overall, and I'm hoping teams are like Carolina where they make the wrong decision and my GM makes right. All I want is my general manager to, to have the highest possible draft slot if I need a quarterback to pick the guy that he wants. Did the Texans have that in the end because Carolina screwed it up? We'll never know, but the point is they were number two, they weren't five, and they were able to select a guy like C.J. Stroud. I understand. Look, they lost a lot of games. They were 3-13-1. I acknowledge that, but when I hear them referred to as C, tanking works, I just Mm -hmm. rejected Tiki because they won games at the end, and in the moment, people thought they screwed up the tank, and meanwhile, the better quarterback, at least after one year, and it ain't close, is the guy taking number two, not right. the guy taking number one. I agree with that. They're, 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 but they're not the poster child for tanking works. They, You're right, Evan. Thank you. They're not. That's my point. No, no, no. They're not. Tanking's the wrong word. All I'm saying is two things can work. Tiki's point, building a right team, putting a quarterback in the right position. Sucking can work. I, and I, suck I, works I for the Texans. And I think in the, the case. The problem is if you suck, I think overcoming being crappy is hard. Yes. It's just, it's, it's really hard. Because it becomes like the culture. It becomes the, the takeaway. It becomes like the reason that you know. I don't know. It just it's just hard, and it's hard. It's hard to build enough talent when you when you if you suck that badly. We suck at this. You're... We suck at this. <laughs> is that Tiki? <laughs> I was like, who's that that's guy? That's Tiki. Yeah. So sure that's not bad, Tiki. Sounds similar. <laughs> I got to take a shot of Roger Goodell real quick. This bothered me. Go ahead. Roger Goodell on Saturday shows up at an NFL playoff game. And I believe in leadership. And mm-hmm. I think when you're a good leader, you lead by example. Roger Goodell decides, I'm going to show up in the Dome. I'm going to show up in Houston, Texas, where it's so beautiful outside. Roger Goodell should have had the balls to show up in Kansas City, Missouri, and freeze his you-know-what off with all the other fans. <laughs> that bothered me. Am I the only one that was bothered by that? He would have been in the suite with Taylor Swift. Oh, I don't want to defend Goodell. You're going to hate me by the end of the show. 
Goodell always goes to the first Saturday game because it gives him more time to get to a game on Sunday. What game yeah. did he go to on Sunday? Uh, he was at the Dallas game, I'm fairly sure. No, no, he was at last night. He was at the Lions. Yeah, again, yeah. inside Dome. He should be in Buffalo right now. Is he in Buffalo right now? Well, there was a travel ban. Is he in Buffalo work. right now? Let me... Travel ban. I don't know. He's the commissioner. The Steelers were able to travel during the travel ban. See, I think that shows Tiki horrible leadership. Well, they were as police escorted. Exactly. Roger could have had that. I think it shows weak leadership. Like, oh, <laughs> let me be in the warm, nice place. And I'm, let me not show fans, hey, minus 30, I'm good. Yeah. What up? What is Taylor the Swift showed. What is the weather in, in Buffalo right now? I think it's like 15 degrees. Yeah, that's not horrible. Yeah, it's nothing. It looks bomby compared to Kansas City. It really does. <laughs> it looks bomby. Kansas City looked like it was looked like it was freezing. I know. You know it's cold when there's white on the field and it didn't snow. Yes. <laughs> that's a good point. Yes. That's right. They talked about that. They said, eh, it's actually not snow. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.